Uh, it was probably a, about four or five years ago, I went out to uh, Killington, Vermont, so out on the East Coast. Um, it was probably zero degrees with a wind chill of about negative like 15. Um, so it was pretty cold. And this is before I you know, had all the proper, I, I would say, clothing. But, you know, it's one of those things that you start off cold and bitter, but as soon as you get to the top of that summit and you start riding, you completely forget about the fact that, you know, your fingers are cold and you're out there just enjoying the elements and being out there and essentially just having fun. doubt about it, it's been a record-breaking cold winter. We're talking daytime temperatures reaching only 2 or 3 degrees here in Michigan thanks to a weather phenomenon called the polar vortex. In fact, it's been so cold that ski areas have actually shut down operation for the safety of their customers. On top of that, January has been one of the snowiest months in history here in Michigan. Welcome to the Summit Sports Podcast for skis.com and snowboards.com. I'm Steve, I'm the host, and if you decide to brave the frigid temperatures, this podcast is going to give you some tips on how to enjoy the day. That was Ian at the beginning. He works here at Summit Sports, and like many of us here, we love to ski and snowboard and will gladly head to the slopes regardless of the weather conditions. Head to toe, I talked with Steve, our ski EO and ski buyer here at skis.com, about how to dress when your desire for skiing and snowboarding outweighs the brutal weather conditions. Actually, I'm a pretty big baby when it comes to the cold. I get cold really easy. It can even be 25 degrees and I get cold. So I've got lots of little tricks and little gadgets to help me keep warm. So you want to kind of start from the top and go down? Yeah, let's go top down. So um, many people don't realize, but helmets are much warmer than hats. So if you currently wear a hat, uh, if you switch to a helmet, I think you'll find it being much warmer. Um, In addition to that, balaclavas, which is sort of like a neck warmer that goes all the way over the head, and leaves just open enough space for your mouth and your goggles um, come in all different weights and they are great. I've got a lightweight one and a heavyweight one and I buy my helmet so I can fit the balaclava under it and so that keeps my face pretty warm. In terms of your main body, obviously a good warm insulated jacket is the best. Down is the warmest, although most people don't like to ski in down because it tends to be very bulky. Um, So my trick is to use an insulator Um, under my jacket. So insulators are typically used under shells. A lot of people will buy a technical shell that has no insulation and then buy an insulator which is basically the insulation that you typically get in a jacket in a sort of a vest or zip-up jacket form. I will wear my insulator under my insulated jacket for extra warmth as well as putting on heavier mid layers. So I have a thin and a thick uh, long underwear. I'll wear my thick obviously and I have a thin or a thick mid layer so I'll wear the thicker one so as I as I as it gets colder I'll continue to thicken up each layer and then instead of wearing the sweater or or fleece I'll wear the insulator which is the warmest piece in the mid. Pants can come either as just shells or insulated Um, so I'll wear my insulated pants and then I have two thicknesses of long underwear a thin and a thick. Um, There have actually been days I've skied in 20 below where I've actually put on the thin and the thick. Okay. And then my pants as the you know warmest possible combination. Um, I've actually had a couple different times when I've been out when it's been that cold. Last year I was at uh, Beaver Creek as well as Rob, um, and it was I think it was a solid negative twenty. 
but I also when I was a kid we'd uh, at our local mountain you know we'd pretty much buy passes ahead of time and you had a set amount of passes that you had to use before mm-hmm. the end of the year so you didn't really have much of a choice and we were just so excited to get out that um, you know I was at our local mountain it was a solid sheet of ice and um, I think negative 10 and um, we were just happy to be out you know just happy to get out there and socks the the best warmest cotton socks right uh, no, never wear <laughs> cotton. Cotton will make your feet cold because they hold moisture, Steve, right. as you know. Um, they need to be wool socks. They need to wick. And actually, thinner socks are actually better than thick socks. Um, thick socks tend to, there's, you would think that they would keep your feet warmer, but actually um, they, uh, they reduce the ability for your boots to fit properly and just create a lot more airspace. So a thin sock. But I do have two real tricks for both the hands. We didn't talk about gloves and okay. the feet. Um, obviously, good gloves. A Gore-Tex glove for your hands is going to be super warm. Um, but I actually cheat, and I have a pair of electric gloves. So um, typically, in the old days, I used to stick a hand warmer in my gloves. But nowadays, they sell electric gloves, which are extremely popular nowadays. Um, we can't actually keep them in stock. And although they're expensive, um, having warm hands and feet is worth the price of any amount of money when you think about how much money you spend to go skiing. So electric gloves are awesome, and then I have electric boot warmers in my feet, in my in my ski boots, which I've had for years, and those things are awesome as well. I have Rob here, our uh, accessories buyer, and so he's going to know a thing or two about staying warm when it is extremely cold like it has been this winter. So, Rob, what would you recommend as like a an absolute necessity when it's about zero degrees outside. So the easiest solution when it's really cold outside is just as simple as hand warmers or toe warmers. Uh, A couple bucks, break it open, it heats up, keep keep your hands and toes warm for, I mean, up to 10 hours. Uh, Pretty easy solution. Uh, It's nice, especially when you're just hanging out, uh, you know, going down to a, a football game or uh, the you know uh, the Christmas parade or something like that, uh, just a real easy way to keep your hands and toes warm. When I've used them before, I would I would use them for a little bit. I'd shove them into my boot, and it, they seem to work for just a little bit, but then they would stop working. Is there a way to keep them working? Not necessarily. I mean, that's kind of the downside with them uh, being a, a pretty cheap solution. It's real hit and miss. Uh, it, 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 it's good and bad. It's it's good when it's cold but not freezing cold when it's really frigid out they're not the greatest solution to, to help keep you warm okay. what uh, products would you recommend to to help you stay warm when it gets freezing the biggest thing uh, especially for your feet are boot heaters uh, electronic battery packs that will hook up to a heating element that you'll keep underneath your footbed you can use them in your ski boots or snowboard boots but you can also just use them in your winter boots or a pair of shoes that's uh, a trim to fit system so you can fit it to whatever shoe you're wearing uh, and the last on the highest setting the last a couple hours uh, if your, your feet get really really cold and you need them really really hot they're not going to last for the longest of time maybe an hour or two but on a lower setting uh, can last over 10 hours so something that you can keep on your feet all day long no matter what you're doing uh, have you skied when it's been this cold before I have uh, it's it's tough uh, when it's this cold out. It's that the the wind will get you more than the cold because you're moving around. The blood's flowing a little bit. Helps keep right. you somewhat warm. Last year uh, in 2013, I was out at Beaver Creek, and it was the highs were in the negatives. Uh, just I mean, absolutely brutally cold. 
and you know the key the key for me there was you know on the chairlift trying to keep myself as bundled up as possible keeping my whole face tucked in my jacket and keeping the wind off me there and uh you know for for me it was just taking breaks uh to to undo my boots and sit by the fire real quick and you know get the blood back into my extremities and yeah you know take a break every few hours and let yourself heat back up and get right back to it even if it's just like you know they were really just 10 minute breaks what most people don't quite realize is it's not so much skiing when it's cold and windy it's riding on a chairlift when it's yeah, cold and windy. when you're just sitting there that's that's the worst part when you're moving and you're riding and you're skiing that's easy your blood's flowing you're you're feeling good but you all of a sudden take that break to take that chairlift ride up and you're just sitting there and there's nothing you can do about it that's where you really start to realize how cold you are yep as we conclude the podcast we wanted to give you a few more tips when it comes to skiing in the freezing cold obviously take take frequent breaks once you start to get cold Um, It's important to start heading in. You don't want to get frostbite. Make sure you don't have exposed skin. But also be aware when you go out, not just of the temperature, but whether it's sunny or cloudy and what the wind is. The wind is actually a bigger problem. You know, a 10-degree day in the sun is pretty tolerable, but a 10-degree day with 20-mile-an-hour winds can be almost unbearable. Um, So try to really be aware of the wind conditions and whether it's uh, cloudy or sunny. Also be aware of where on the mountain you're skiing. Um, If you're skiing in the trees, it's typically going to be warmer because there isn't any wind. Usually the bottom of the hill, if it's a a large um, ski resort, will be warmer than the top. But there are things called inversions where sometimes the top will actually be warmer or even times when the top is in the sun and the bottom is actually in the clouds. Right, and it's worth uh, checking out different parts of the mountain because one side may be where the wind is one side may not be right absolutely depending on where the wind's blowing there'll be typically areas that are more subject to the wind and more other areas that are more uh, sheltered from the wind you know the trick is just to take constant breaks you know typically we would ski in those conditions for about an hour hour and a half and then go in and warm up uh, so it's more of an in out in out in out um, the only other thing is, is that especially if you're with with young kids be really really careful not to keep them out for very long because Uh, They can get cold without you realizing it and then get frostbite, which can create some permanent damage and permanent uh, um, sensitivity to the cold. Anything else? And lots of hot chocolate. Lots of, yeah. Well, of course. For for both adults and kids. Absolutely. (laughs) As for me, I've skied when the temperature was zero degrees and the wind chill was 27 below. I was quite young, probably 10 or 11, and... I remember the wind coming from the base of the hill and it felt like I was being pushed back up the hill. By then, I took a lot of hot chocolate breaks that day. That concludes this Summit Sports Podcast for skis.com and snowboards.com. I'd like to thank Jenna, Ian, Rob, and Steve for coming on and sharing their stories and tips for staying warm when skiing or snowboarding in the frigid temperatures. Thanks for listening.